What's up, Internet? I've just been informed that Chris Burroughs is awful. Terrible. At, at everything. At everything. <laughs> uh, this is Christopher Casby. Here with my, my podcasting buddies, DCL and Chris Burroughs. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome. This is this is episode number 42. It's not up on me. That's like a special number to Chris Whoa, Burroughs. Whoa, that's my favorite number ever. Is it really? It really is. It's a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Yeah. The, the answer, answer to life, life, the universe, the and everything. life, or something like that. The answer to life, the universe, I, know, and I read that book when I was in fifth grade. I forgot all about it. Mm-hmm. I thought the, deck and the w- question is Earth. No, I thought the deck was called 43 Lands. Mm. Right? Sort Well, the numbers didn't work out for it to be 42 Lands. The, the oh, okay. question is actually going to be made by Earth. It's the answer to the universe plus one. Right. But this isn't a legacy podcast. <gasps> Sorry, guys. I know that you guys keep getting on our to Facebook. Talk about that blue deck. God, they keep getting on our Facebook, and they keep telling us to talk about legacy. Guys, we do not talk about legacy. I don't know. Like there are infinite other podcasts to talk about legacy, so the, and they know what they're talking about. We're just idiots. There's a guy who we don't won, know anything about the, the guy format. who won uh, Louisville's five or open series legacy was playing mono blue, and yeah, he was with, playing back uh, to basics main deck and energy fields love main deck that card. It was like back to basics. Wow. Like his, saw, his mana base was like two Scalding Tards, two Misty Rainforests, two... I have a sweet story about Back to Basics, and it's not a legacy story. Oh, so it was back when it was standard legal? No, it's not even a pun <laughs> on the word. No, my neighbor, when he came when he came down here to like give me all his magic cards one day because he was drunk, right. he was just like, oh, hey, I found all these magic cards in my windowsill. Here you go. Um, there was a whole bunch of like crazy stuff in it, like those undermines. Lightning and, Dragon. Uh, no, but like... He, there was a Lightning Dragon because I, st- I took it. <laughs> is that where that went? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, said I was taking it. And you're like, uh, whatever. yeah. And there it's was like, drag. there was like a treachery and some other stuff. But like, yeah, there were three back to basics just sitting in the pile, and I was like, oh, so like, there's like some actual good cards. And then I hawked him at GP Atlanta. You dummy. What? I'm not. I don't play this format. I'm not sorry. With that attitude. You just gave away half the deck. You're right. I think they were like nine dollars a piece. Jeez. But this isn't a legacy podcast. We're going to talk about standard. We're going to talk about modern. Oh, boy. No. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. This one's going to make us talk about modern. I'm so excited about this format, you guys. I know. I'm just... It fits right in line with your fucking love of Popper. Yep. Yep. And 100 Card Singleton, but not EDH. I don't play EDH, but I do play 100 Card Singleton. Commander now. Okay, but I play 100 Card Singleton. That's a different format. Yeah, you don't get a general. Yeah, so it's like much less consistent. <laughs> I'm going to command you to stop playing that format. Um, you can't, we, you can't we stop it. We actually had a couple of ideas about how we were going to do the podcast tonight, and we're just going to throw it out there and let you guys give us some feedback on whether or not we're going to do it next week or not. Um, we were thinking about actually, because like, we got a lot of feedback on the Facebook about how awful our standard metagame is. And I actually think it's a great meta. Yeah, it's game pretty right great. Now. I mean okay. like um I've been okay, I've been a real negative Nancy on the cast for the last for the last couple of weeks. Yes. I, I, really I think have. since we started the podcast. Uh yeah, but this time like it's gotten it's <laughs> it's a more focused I've, negative Nancy. I've, I've yes. taken it to okay. another level. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Understood. What's uh, you what was the Samantha on Bewitched? Kind of like her. You were you where wish. She, where God, she's like, I, I'd hang out with yeah. you more if you looked like her. Yeah, but like she's like mischievous. <laughs> And hates everything. So you or, like were, just wants to like cause no, trouble. That was Tabitha. Samantha was the oh, nice one. Yeah. She was the sexy one that was married to. Okay, I'm not that one. Oh yeah, I know. That's that's Chris Burroughs' girlfriend. Yes. That's yeah, true. that is absolutely there. true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I I really like modern. I really like modern, and I really don't like standard that much. But Chris Casby's going to bring it back around. 
He's going to get me excited about Standard. All right. Whee! Because just, apparently uh, the format is not as stale and idiotic as as we think it is. I don't know. I just feel like there's, we have a lot of answers. They, they keep on printing all these cards, guys. Like, every time a new set comes out, there's more cards. Really? And these cards do things. Like, about 215? Uh, I don't know like what that? the number is, yeah. but it's it's a lot. Cool. It's There's a they, lot of new they options. They junk up my, my bedroom floor. Yeah, so, I mean, only uh, you can stop that from happening. So I cannot. <laughs> Eventually, um, he'll just start sleeping on those. Uh, it's, it's a funny story. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, the I just the, like this this format just doesn't seem that awkward to me. Like, there's a best deck, quote unquote, and there's always ways to beat the best deck. Okay, well, I tried to play Immolating Soul Eater and double strike it, and that didn't work. You're an idiot. So, hey, so is Augury Owl the answer to the Obviously, you should have been playing the Death Shadow list. I mean, uh, <laughs> what's the guy's? The Anthony Eason. Anthony Eason, yeah, yeah. He played that deck list. I saw he did. It, it, it was pretty exciting. It was like Death Shadows and Kiln Fiends to kill it people. Was, it was, what they called it, Red Black Sly? I don't know. Whatever. Weird. Machine Head, as I guess, is the, is the, the technical... <laughs> Uh, is, that, is that the technical term, machine it, head? Well, I like that's an old name for the deck, but yeah. Okay. Oh, like, the, it, the hatred deck back in the day. Yeah, they're they're decks that are just kind of like all out, right? I don't know, whatever. Who knows? Uh, are said. We didn't we didn't play that long ago, or at least I didn't. So whatever, we're just gonna cover our ass by calling it machine head. I and did. if you don't like it, then that's too bad. I definitely played some <laughs> priests of Gixes. <laughs> I played Priests of Gixes. They remade that card just now. Yeah, except he, he would be a lot better if it made black mana. Now Unfortunately, he's red. it makes red mana. Oh. Uh, you don't like red mana? Huh? I love red mana. I don't... You don't like Priest of Gix making red mana? Maybe, wait a minute. <laughs> hold on. Hold the fort. All right. Hold the phone. All right. Hold so the they, fort? All hold right. Hold the fort phone. They gave us the red Priest of Gix. Immolating Soul Eater yeah. is kind of red. I like, Salt Strobe is red. I like where this They're is going. They're giving us hatred. What? Where's hatred? What? Hatred is built into the creatures. Yeah. So they're giving us the hatred deck. On what creatures? What Immolating Soul Eater. You know what hatred does, right? Isn't he the guy that gives everybody haste? <clears throat> no, no, hatred that's anger. is pay X oh, that's life. That's anger. What's hatred? Pay X life, give it plus X plus zero. See, I don't know what any of the cards do. You're an idiot. Man. And you, this, this is the guy who wants to play modern. Yeah. What's hatred right? do? I know what, we're talking about these cards that are so old. I know what all the, all the modern cards do. I start playing a Ravnica. Oh, okay. And um, I have all the cards, so well, I'm much more interested play, in it. We play this <laughs> weird... Red deck wins style with priest of Eurobrass. Okay, soul so Eater so so Wee! so let's let me let me try to kick us back on the rails here. Uh, we oh, yeah. we want to play we don't Brewing. play standard. We want to play standard and we don't want to play Cobblade. We want to beat Cobblade because apparently it's the only thing that can win a game. I don't know. I, I nowadays I feel fine playing whatever random brew I make because I always keep Cobblade in mind when I make it. Right. Okay. So which is so important. What what you're saying is that people are. Taking the easy way out, sleeving up the Squad Hawks and the Jaces and the Stone Forges because it's easy and they know that it wins. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, but there is people, another way. Here, the people that are hating on Squadron Hawks right now are the same people that hated on Jund. They're the people who have sleeved it up numerous times and are still losing their tournaments. Right. Okay. Because if you're playing the best deck and you're still losing, you don't want to actually accept the fact that you're just bad and that you're playing it wrong. <laughs> Fair you enough. just say, "Oh, this this is awful." Yeah. Because people who, <laughs> no, who no, people, no, not that this is awful, but this is so good and I can't beat it. Well, that, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're the ones who are sleeping up that deck, right? I know. They're saying this is so losing. good. This is so good. I don't understand why I'm losing. Right. Well, you might want to look inward. Right. And, and what I'm not saying. trying to hate on people. That's obviously not the guy. I've never sleeved up Cago because I don't want to ever admit that I love the deck. Um, but basically, like when you take these things into account, and all you have to, like 
Jund got blown out for like two months by spreading seas. Sweet. Like, how awful is that? They got beat by a spreading seas. And, and random land destruction spells. Right. We proved that at GPDC. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't your land destruction. But, it was bounce. But there like, but, resounding thunder. Yeah. Your, resounding wave your, your land. Yeah. Your but like there, there are these like really ridiculous answers that they, they exist. You just have to be. But they're not even that ridiculous. You the have cards to be that willing. are seen play, they're like, they're cards that like Jerry T, he was like, oh, what's really good against Cobblade? I'm going to evolve my deck to beat it. So he splash black for hand disruption. Like, it's it, turn one Inquisition is really good against Cobblade. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's just like, well, a lot of times they just keep a hand. They're like, oh, I've got this in it. And you like, turn one Inquisition. You don't have that anymore. Hey, look, your deck sucks now. Mm-hmm. Like, you just Hopefully. got this garbage six-card hand yeah. now, and you're just hoping and praying that you draw into something good. Um, I think it's a question of how far you're willing to go to try to beat the best deck. Because, like, uh, last year when... Well, Inquisition's okay. good against everything. I'm, I'm saying there are a lot of decks that do that, but like the, uh, we've seen Cobblade or or Dark Blade just shift in, and, and because they know this, they know Inquisition's good. That's not a secret, right? And so a lot of people are playing it. It's right. a question of how far you're willing to go to beat Cobblade. LSV last year was he was main decking flash freezes for tournaments because mm-hmm. Jund was so popular. Exactly. He's like like. Fla- main deck flash freezes seem ridiculous until the format goes so far well, that you're like, well, it wasn't just, just going to get Jund. Him. It was good against red deck wins, which a lot of people were mm-hmm. sleeving up because it was good against Jund. Like, it just the retaliation to the metagame, like, it was good against retaliation, too. And yep. hey, guess what? Hand disruption is pretty good against combo too, okay. which everyone is like touting as like the answer to Cobblade. So what right. are your so what are your pillars here for for? Trying to beat Cobblade. Hand Disruption is one. Hand Disruption is yeah. one. What else can um, we do? Basically what we decided last week, and I didn't really think about it until I talked to you about it, was that blue-black control has has been and has been for a long time playing a, a, a varied number of one black take-a-card-from-your-hand spells. There right. are t- up to 12 available right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, even more than that if you're playing Myerstall, which is not sure. blue-black. That's but, um, What? <laughs> Myerstall... I mean, Jerry T. sleeved up a Myers and block. Yeah, I play. I mean, but like, I play like Blood Husk Ritualist. That guy seems like not. Yeah, that guy was definitely in one of the decks recently. Yeah, Connolly likes that guy. Um, But um, look, you got me all hand disruption is one way to get get people. Oh yeah, basically blue black control. We decided that hand disruption was fine for turns one, two, three, whatever. But then your blue black control deck was a slow control deck. So it didn't have a good follow-up play. Right. They're going to draw things in the meantime. That, like, you're making discard. They're, re- they're going to redraw new threats. And right. you didn't have time to play something. Like, unless you were lucky enough to hit your turn four, Jace. Right. And, and that was really good. But, like, Precursor Golem lost a lot of value now. And there's not really another good five to play. And you so, needed that five. Right. Um, so that's where we kind of came on to what I played recently was the blue black infect deck which cute i put but still I, fairly effective just because the good cards in the deck were really good and the kind of backwards ass strategy of infect can be really good when nobody's expecting it and you can force it and play it well well it's very okay um, so that that deck had two very good things going for it one phyrexian crusader was very very good a lot of decks had issues beating it um, Ink Moth Nexus also very very good. Um, a lot of decks like the Cobbley decks are playing it just because it's a man land that's very cheap to activate. It's their swords going. Sword, yeah. yeah, like it's it's very good that way. Um, so those those are like two very good linears. Also, 
everybody's playing this red white sword now that like so the life changes are very drastic up and down right and it's um, irrelevant and when you're infected so when you're infected you have a static number of damage you need to deal them um by the way if you guys are curious about this deck um i know i was a little bit late to the party but i did get the list posted into the show notes on episode 41 so if you're curious about what chris casby top forward with at nike last week uh go to episode 41 there's a deck list there it's a little unrefined we worked on a little bit but um that is you know where we're coming from anyway right um like the last deck that i played before the new set came out was really good at this cobbler too it was just venser control it just played with gideon and the other gideon which is called venser <laughs> like um you know just played with tumble magnets and condemns and that you okay. know obviously that's not as good anymore because right. of the red white sword but back then it was like everyone was saying oh this Deck is the best deck. So I, like, talk, I don't know. I don't lose that deck. So like, talk to me about the other strategies I've seen happening right now, which is a lot of people main decking like naturalize effects or divine offerings, naturalize, stuff like that. Is that is that a viable way to try to beat these decks? I think naturalize is a little bit better than divine offering because or nature's claim, what have you, uh, variations of it, uh, because it gets pieces of the splinter twin combo. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it's uh, divine offering is good. It's good if you're expecting to see a lot of. You know, Cobblade, obviously. Um, it's good against the um, Spell Skites that combo plays. But I just feel like Naturalize just gives you a little bit more diversity. It's just like the old school, like back in the day, like when I played Weird Control decks back in the day, like I always played Disenchant. In some number, there was a Disenchant or two yeah. in my deck. I mean, if Disenchant was around right now, I'd just go back to your Venser deck. Exactly. Right? But it's not, so I have to play green if I want to play with Disenchant, which right. is awkward. <laughs> um my 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 where I'm at right now, and I've been brewing this for a little bit now. And I guess what I wanted to do was actually put it out to you guys and see how what you guys thought about us doing it on the cast. Uh, I talked to Detail about it, and he said it just seemed kind of awkward for us to do it because this is something that you're probably listening into your car or you're listening to at your home while you're playing Moto or whatever you're doing. But it's something that you're actually not like you can't actually visualize easily while we're talking about it. Uh, I was thinking about just building a deck on the cast and going through card choices that I would pick, how D-Sale chimed in, have Burroughs chime in. If you guys are 100% focusing on the Scrubland podcast, you need to get a life and start doing something else. <laughs> you can, like, get some headbuds and vacuum your house or something. You guys probably need it. I don't know. But, like, there, there are other things you should do while you're listening to podcasts, guys. So get up off your ass and do something. Anyway, uh, I really like the fact that uh, – I, I, like, I like where we're going to settle on this, which is right. let's, let's try to st- – let's start building – uh, something. Well, I just I'm gonna put out a couple ideas. You guys can kind of chime in on your ideas and your two cents on our ideas and whatnot. And then from there, you know, we can build on it. and We'll kind of touch on it every week, and right? See whatever. So, so but, we're um, gonna we're gonna do a little deck list project here. We're right. gonna get some feedback from you guys, and we're gonna see like where this can go. And you know, may, maybe we hit something good, and maybe we don't. Right. But uh, so you know, I'll, I'll give you the groundwork of of what I think is good in the metagame right now. Um, Jace is awesome, has been ever since he got printed, and is still awesome. Um, hand disruption on turns one, two, and three is really, really good against Cobblade and Combo both. Yep. Um, it's actually not that bad against Aggro too, because Aggro always has like a key play that they want to do in the early turns, mm-hmm. and if you take that from them, they're they're stuck playing suboptimal plays. Um. And it's, and it's not even that bad on the draw because I even in the combo deck, I just give them goblin guides. Yeah, I just give them goblin guides. Because eventually the time. you're gonna kill it. <laughs> right. Eventually it's gonna die. Yeah. Like even if even if you're like okay, well I'll take your 
uh, random relevant burn spell, and then you're like, oh, turn two spell guide. Right. Now your goblin guide just sits there. So uh, basically, with everything in mind, oh, and uh, naturalize, I think, is the is, is it, a it, very good answer to a lot of the problems in the format right now. So that being said, I kind of went back to what some players were experimenting with back when Rug got big, which is bug control. Mm-hmm. Um, because that way we get to play with Jace, we get to play with Counter Magic, we get to play with Preordain, we get to play with... The you new want, you, Vindicate is what we're really we excited about. We get to play with Beast Within and Naturalize, which is pretty nuts, because it helps you win the Jace Wars, and it just deals with those pesky little combo wins that people have. It's probably uh, one of the best answers to Jace. It's just because you're, you can be because you can be like end of turn, kill your Jace, play my Jace, bounce your token. Now you've got no value. Right. So my question here is like, Beast Within has a drawback of giving them a beast, right. a three three. Right. Do we want to try to play ways to mitigate that? Do like because I no. don't want, I don't want to get into a situation where I just get beat down like over like three turns and now I'm in a bad situation again. If like, you're if, ever are there, in a spot are there where other you ways... have too many vindicates, you vindicate one of your own irrelevant things and trade. Okay, so like I think that's the, so. The so only... you're in favor of playing all four beasts within, not not like a two of uh, or. A th- I'm thinking, I'm thinking two beasts withins. I, I was thinking more like two and not four because I I'm, I'm making it. I, I see it kind of in an analog, analogous to O ring, and I usually played with two O rings. It mm-hmm. was just like the Mize answer to things that you couldn't deal with with the rest of your deck. Because we're still playing counter magic, we're still playing still playing creature removal, and now we're playing with naturalizes, which I'm I'm thinking two or three in the main. Um and plus we're playing with dig with Jason Preordain, so we can find the answers that we want. Now, this isn't gonna be bug in the sense that it was before, <laughs> where they were basically bug was just an answer to rug because it had a different uh removal package. There was a different playing... removal package that had hand disruption and it had Grave Titan, right. which was at the time better than Inferno Titan. But their mana base was set up to support Lotus Cobra t- uh right. draws, and we're basically playing blue black splash green at this point. Right. Which, and like being a control deck, I don't really think Lotus Cover belongs in this build. It may or may not. I don't know. I don't feel like it does. I'm more interested in playing like big creatures that finish a game. Right. I don't think tempo is completely as relevant in this format, which was the whole reason you played Lotus Cobra. Um, it still is because the Cobblade deck is really tempo y and good. Like, but if you, if, uh, if all your other spells kind of, it's, it's more about that. it's more like, about mitigating their tempo than building more. I, of your I own. was gonna say it, it. If they're gonna spend their entire turn playing and equipping a sword, and you're able to kill the creature, and they tapped all their mana, right. that's a huge tempo swing for you. That's that's a very good trade for your one card in their whole turn. Right. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes there. Mm-hmm. I got a lot. So um, that being said, uh, that that's where I'm at. That's what I think is kind of the best answer cool. to the 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 meta game right now. Um, another kind of idea that I had, which also seems really strong, is playing with cards like Phyrexian Revoker and Spellskite to kind of offset their cards and their tempo, and you're just playing a really aggressive... Like, Josh Adams uh, got second place at the... At the Super Qualifier. At the Super Qualifier, and he probably would have won if they had played it out because he beat Cobbley like four out of five times that day. Um... I think the fifth was just him, and he he was playing he was playing the Hawkward deck with just all all like mono white artifact creatures, tempered steels, kill you, yeah. And that was just a very fast aggressive deck that just it just got Cobbley before Cobbley could set up, right? Because they're like turn two Stoneforge missing, you're like turn two 
tempered steel swing with these four dudes I dropped on turn one. Right. You know, like it's you know it's just it was just too much for Cable to come back from. Um, and especially when they were playing like really good tempo cards like Dispatch, which is basically just best source to plowshares ever. I mean, in the when right you're playing all artifacts in the right you know? situation, yeah. Um, and it was also uh, some some decks that I've seen are actually playing uh, were playing X dispatches X dismembers because they didn't care about life because they were just right. they're winning before their life was even an issue. I mean, like Mox Opal goes a long way to making dispatch yeah. a, a, a real yeah, thing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so those are my ideas. I mean, like I, I feel like Frexian Revoker is just really good in the format right yeah. now. Um, it's it shuts off it shuts off the combo because you can just put it into play and say X arc. Or you can just put it into play and say Stoneforge Mystic. So, okay. So not to cut you off, but let's let's leave it there for the moment. Yeah. Let's let's put up those couple of cards. I'll get them in the show notes, and we'll put them on Facebook. We'll try to get some feedback from you guys. See, you know, this is the very rough start of a deck. We'll see what you guys are thinking about how to how to fit these things into a deck. And then next week we'll come back. We'll look at you know talk about finishers. We'll, we'll and... look at where we're at, and then we'll see. You know, we'll work on maybe some mana bases or some finishers, and we'll right. see like. Where well, we need to Bug go. Bug actually here. has the best mana base too. Because, you get all the fetch lands. Yeah, it's really. And you good. get to put creeping tar pits. Yep, I love a creeping tar pit. It's, it's really exciting. Really good right now. Creeping tar pits so good. Yeah, <laughs> I like this. So creeping tar pits so good that I played it in my infect deck. That's how good he is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I really like this. <laughs> I really like this project. I really like this idea because basically we know that for the next couple months, Cobblade is going to be the best deck. So we're able to just take a couple weeks, if that's what it takes. And figure out, you know, how we're supposed to beat it. It's going to remain tier one. Well, basically, one. we're just taking two two weeks for you guys to just... You guys have all seen my awful pieces of shit decks that I put on Facebook. <laughs> and most of the time, <laughs> I save my good decks for actual tournaments that I just go and play. Um, I, I promise you, I've made good decks before. Yes. They're not all they're not all Hedron Crab <laughs> Surgical Extract decks, I promise you. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, like I've watched you put a Brendel Boren to play with a Sun Titan. Yes! I've I've watched it happen. All right, <laughs> so, so I don't want to hear. You loved it. <laughs> I mean, it beat well, it. It beat me. So <laughs> I don't know what it was supposed to do. <laughs> um. So yeah, basically, I, I just I all these posts I saw on our Facebook of just how stale the metagame is. Everyone's really down. Like. Mm-hmm. I think our metagame's so good right now. I think it it's really, really not because good, but I think we can do something to I try think to it's change so it. Good right now because it really is. everyone's like saying, "Oh, it's the best deck in the format." Yes, it's the best deck in the format, but it's not Jund because Jund you could give into a monkey's hands and he's going to play it decently. Mm-hmm. Like if you give Cobbley to any Sam, Harry, whoever, Paul, they're <laughs> they're not they're not going to know what to do. Judas, Judas, yeah. Um, Sorry, I love Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my that's my little segment. Cool. Casby's Kaz- awful brews of the week gone now with, gone on wax. Now fully interactive. It's true. Now fully interactive. Casby's awful brews. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> um, speaking of Casby's awful brews, let's just Uh-oh. segment that into the worst deck of the week. Woo! Oh god, this is dueling oh, worst decks of the week. This is and, this is brothers dueling. If, oh, worst so okay, if you if you guys thought Splinterton was bad, we got twin. Twin bad decks. All right. So if you here. guys have ever brewed some ridiculous piece of shit deck, and we're like, I can't take this to a real event. This this deck is playing Think Aubrey again. Owls. Think All again, right? gentlemen. Think again. 
Because right. which one do you, which one do you want? Steven Goannis. Hang on, no, you you name a bad card in that deck, and then I'll oh, name a bad okay, card okay. in this deck. Uh, all right, okay. This is the hang, go. I can only on. assume that they're brothers. Let, I, I don't know these fellows. All right, so I've got Steven Goannis. I've got George Goannis. This is from the Burlington, North Carolina PTQ on five twenty one. Yes, sir. All right, name me a bad card in your deck. Um, there are the, oh, there's not too many bad. Decks. I know there's I've just, got a lot more. I picked a good one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, I, I will say that mine has four. Augury Owls. Wow. I mean, I have four Lost Leonins, so... I don't know. I, I I didn't even know what this card was until right. until we clicked on it. I thought it was much better than it was. I was I thought it was a three one with infect for what, two. Three one would be playable. Yeah, it's a lot. So okay, I'll just go ahead and launch into mine. Stephen Goannis, uh placed fourth, I believe, with this green white aggro infect deck. It honestly looks like he got a spoiler of the mono green wizards precon deck. The that, event deck. Yeah, the event yeah, deck. Yeah, and then. Splash white. <laughs> and so, well, no, no, no. You understand that for New Phyrexia, uh, not New Phyrexia, Mirror to Besiege, one of the actual pre-construct decks that they gave away? Was it green or white? Gave, was it, uh, that they sold was like the the awful decks? The ones that are just like, oh, here's the cool little synergy. Here's a cool foil deck. for the front of the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of their decks was green, white, aggro, and they played with Rot Wolves and Time Strikes. <sighs> we should have gone yeah. to this. Why did we go to the game vault? We could have gone to North Carolina just easily, and we could have top eight. Um, we so, talked about it, and I was like, I'm glad we didn't go to this event. Because I can't beat a Leon and Ar- I can't, <laughs> can't beat a Lost Leonin, dude. <laughs> infect like, the infect. His, his infect dudes are much better than mine. <laughs> they're all bigger. <laughs> they're uh, all they're all bigger because he plays with pump spells. My yeah. deck doesn't play. My, the pump spell my deck plays with is Tezzeret. Yeah. By the time you get to Tezzeret, he's already live- he's got me to nine poison. Well, he's got you live wire lashed and muti- mutagenic growth to death. Exactly. So like so like what this is doing, it's got um its creature package is Glistener Elf, Lost Leonin. Priests of Norn and Viridian Corruptor. We've already decided that... How good is Priests of Norn? Because he plays aggro and defense. Wow, Vigilance. So happy about that. Uh, Chris, you said said that Lost Leonin was better than Ikerclamir for this deck. Right. Ikerclamir just seems better. Like, he never dies in combat. He never... Well, neither does this guy, because how many pump spells are in this deck? It's not just the pump spells. In fact, it's the Emerge Unscathed that makes the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got Emerge Unscathed, Groundswell, Mutagenic Growth, Vines of the Vastwood, and then four Livewire Lashes, and then uh, our control cards are two Contagion Classes. I think it's super awkward that I said that with a straight face. (laughs) Mer- it's true. The emergence game, man. It makes it That's better. That's how it goes. Remember okay. when like everyone was like sold on like emergence game? It's like the fucking tits card for Boros. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and then they're like, they were like, oh, let's play Kiln Fiends and Emergence Gate, and it just fits right into that it's shell right of red white aggro. That was good for a little while. No, it was no, never it good. Wasn't. Never I did anything. You, I promise you it was never good. Okay, we weren't doing the cast then, so <laughs> you're right. Maybe not. Um, maybe I just have nostalgic memories you of, have nostalgic of emergence gathing. Yeah. Did you did you play it in a popper or I can I can assure you it's an that, uncommon. That the one red, one two creature oh. is nowhere as good as the white one one two creature. You got to play prismatic strands in popper, sir. Learn, learn your, <laughs> learn your is. popper. Uh, all right, Casby, hit me with hit me with uh, George Guanis's deck. All right, over George there. was playing uh, quote unquote the angel fire color scheme of blue white red, um, which this deck looks a lot more real. This, I'll be honest. This actually doesn't look bad because we we talked about last week. Some guy. Uh, 
Tim, I'm not good. Tim Timoth- Hightower. Win something. Win. Timothy Oliphant. Okay. No, someone. Yep. He, he Timothy Oliphant. I don't have the, I don't have the deck list in front of star me. Of De- be star Hightower. of Deadwood and key marquee Magic player. Can it be? Can it be Tim Tim Hightower, uh, running back for the Arizona Cardinals and Magic player? <laughs> I think they're brothers. Actually, <laughs> it must be. Yeah. Must be. Uh, so, uh, this, there is, this, this archetype was brought to the last Star City Open Series in Louisville, and he was playing, uh, Deceiver Exarchs in place of Squadron Hawk. So, and we decided that it was actually not that bad, because you could end step your Deceiver Exarch on turn, when you have, you, you turn to a Stoneforge Mystic, turn three, keep your mana untapped for, for your mana leak. And if they don't play an aggressive play, or if they don't play something that you're worried about, you can play Exarch, tap down their mana, or tap down their blocker. You untap, drop a sword, equip to Exarch, and swing. Um, so this deck has that. It also has four Augury Owls. Okay, so he cut the, <laughs> okay, so he cut the Squad Hawks, and he's playing four Augury Owls. Yeah, he's playing four Deceiver Exarchs, four, four Augury Owls. You know, technically, Augury Owl does go to find another Augury Owl. It's got Scry 3. It, it kind of does. <laughs> kind of does. It doesn't, doesn't technically, draw. It, doesn't it draw. does nothing. Oh, it doesn't draw a card? Correct. No. Oh, it just got the... Oh, this is much worse than every other Owl. Uh, we did decide that no, Augury no, no, Owl, no, no, no. Uh, our friend John Davis was here, and he's like, nobody's playing the Blue Sword anymore. Nobody's playing the Blue Green Sword. I mean, sword. he does, he does so block... So he blocks Squadron Hawks all a lot. And I mean, if you start chaining augury owls into each other, what are they going to do? Yeah, brother. What are they going to do? Um, I mean, this deck also plays with three spell skites because it's also playing three splinter twins. What? What if you put a splinter twin on an augury owl? That's you preordaining every turn, kind of. Except you don't draw the card. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> but you also get a one-one that attacks. Hello, <laughs> he does do that. It's like, um, basically, this just took. <laughs> to see, it took splinter twin combo. And Cobblade and mixed them together. Yep. And, and added augury and, and threw an augury owls. Yep. Which just sounds awful. No, it, it seems it fine. It sounds awful. No, it seems fine. You no, just you can't say it like no, that. No, okay. This guy well, took, here's the thing. Hang if on. you just no, take out if you take out augury owl and splinter twin, then it actually just looks like Chris. a real this deck, deck. No, see, this deck, this deck has <laughs> it like all going for placing it. Placing his fingers over the different cards in the deck. Oh, man, now it looks good. This like, deck, if you take out this Chris, half of the you don't, list. Chris, you don't understand. <laughs> this deck has it all going for it because it just it distracts your opponent with all kinds of other crazy strategies where the, the best rule of Constructed is if you don't know what the card does, you kill it. Like, if, if, if you've never seen anybody play the card before, you're like, oh, crap, it's probably integral to their strategy somehow. I don't know what's going on. So they're wasting their I removal mean, on an I mean, like, not, not necessarily Augurial, but, like, you are playing Stoneforge Mystics. You are playing these swords. You do have, like, a, a package. So, like, basically he just took both decks. He took the Splinter Twin deck and the Cobblade deck, jammed them together, made the mana work somehow, and then used Augurial to smooth it all out. And, like, so he has... A reasonable Cobblade deck. The mana actually doesn't look that bad. Because people have been talking about cutting deck. the Squad Hawks out of Squad Hawk decks for a long time. Well, a lot of people this guy have been just went ahead and, and said, yeah. okay, well, I'll just play this Scry 3 Owl instead. And then, you know, it's sort of like a Squad Hawk, but it smooths out my draws and it makes me, you know, able to Id- identify what game plan I need to be on for this matchup. Because I'm sure it changes based on what you're playing against. Yeah. And I mean, this deck seems fine because it's got four Jason Mind Sculptors. Yeah. That's that's a good start for any deck. Remind me to slap you later. <laughs> what, huh? What's going on? I'm, I'm all the way across the table. You can't reach me. No, we'll, that, that's why it's later. And also, you're going to tell me to slap you, which is awesome. I mean, I, yeah, that happens every single night. So, yeah. anyway. Uh, so, in all honesty, these decks, I, they don't actually seem that awful. 
Uh, they just have no. some really awkward card choices in them. Yeah. Um, um, have you ever lost an Augury Owl? I mean... In limited? No. No, in, in, in Constructs. I didn't know it was a real card. I mean, I've I've played against Augur. Like I I played against the Quest for Ula's Temple deck at F and M. Ooh, that's awesome. And the, he had and he had he had Augury Owls in it. He and didn't win, did he? Obviously not. No, but he did get a Stormtide Leviathan into play. Whoa. Whoa! It's pretty sick. The green white deck seems like something I'd play if I lost a bet. But the other one seems <laughs> alright. <laughs> Do we have any more decks? Oh, I wanted to quickly touch on Mike Flores' blue-red blue red Splinter Twin deck. No, we, we actually touched on it I know. last week. We like, actually want to explore it I don't. Week. I don't know if like we just glanced over it or I didn't get no, a good look I at it. No, I told you it was awesome, and you're like, oh, but, this looks like, cute. It's a red control deck. Derp a derp. I didn't, I didn't understand exactly how, DCL, you don't how different anything. it was. No, because Chris, Chris, Chris Burroughs was all high and mighty on his Grixis Splinter Twin deck, and so like for some reason I just assumed that Mike Flores was doing something similar. Mike no, Flores' blue-red Splitter Twin deck is nothing like any of the other How is Splinter he doing something decks. similar when he drops an entire color? I know. I was wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, okay, so... <laughs> that's, why, that's why I had to come back and give Mike Flores his props. <laughs> I, I, will, I, will live, I will allow you to say that it is sim- kind of similar because, honestly... He's uh, got Inferno Titans. You I know, have consecrated. Okay. So I know exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is is uh, the Grixis deck is more concentrated on the combo than this deck is. This deck is is literally a control deck with the combo in it. Yep. My deck is kind of like aggressively aiming for the combo, but it's like a half and half deck. So I think basically the one thing I want to say about this, I think Mike did the the smartest thing possible when a new format comes out is instead of choosing to play the hybrid version of a combo deck that is a little slower but more resilient to more things. When the format first comes out, all you want is the linear, straight, most consistent version of a combo deck. Because chances are most people are not prepared for it, or if they are prepared for it, they don't absolutely know how to play against it. Exactly. So they're going to play a little looser or make mistakes against you. Case in point, did, did anyone watch uh, that same weekend that we were playing the Star City Games Invitationals? Did anyone watch any of or, uh, any of the actual events for the... the Oakland, was it Louisville? It, the, uh, I think it was... Was it, oh, I think it was Orlando that weekend? It might have been. Okay, so a guy, guy literally flashes in Exarch, and then he's like, okay, here comes this Splinter Twin. And the guy just, like, pop, like shakes a little bit, pops this Celestial Purge out of his hand and aims it at it. And he's like, okay, go off in response. Like, it, it, people just don't, like, uh, I don't know, even at the Apparently highest level Apparently they forget play, how the stack works. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, that's that's the thing is is one of the, like, I don't know. They cards just... make other people play bad. Like, that's why you played Koth and Valakit, right. which was funny. So I, I really, <laughs> I also really like the fact that, um... He had Pilgrim's Eye. I, I, it's a one of Pilgrim's Eye, but at least uh, one of the biggest problems Blue Red has is its mana sucks. So I like the fact that he had it and it blocks. It's so only two good. colors. That's got to be easier than three colors. But the mana requirements are so hard. Like Splitter Twins for double red, Jace double blue. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, and, okay. and granted, like I, I tended to play the greediest versions. Like I was playing like Slag Storms and Jaces and Volition Reigns and like the most color intensive version of well, blue red possible. See, uh, I want to be able to play with Searing Blaze and Deprive. So right. no, I, no, I was like, how do I do this? Uh, if I <laughs> like, if I can't use Flame Slash and Preordained by turn two, I just don't want to play the deck. I know. So I mean, like I was obviously off in La La Land and like not, not really 
as you like, often are, sir. As you often are. I'm just. I'm not a. I'm a pretty decent player. I'm not a very good deck builder. It's That's true. why I have Chris Casby backing me up. It's true. This um, is okay. So, which I'm a good deck builder, but an awful player. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> This we'll deck to me <laughs> looks just it looks exactly like a Jace the Mind Sculptor deck, and that's all it is. Is a Jace the Mind Sculptor deck that happens to kill you. That also has a combo in it. The thing is, because you can't always win with Jace. Happens there's so many Jaces, right? Happens now. to I know, right? But it, it happens to it does happen to randomly kill you. Like you can randomly turn four kill them, but the thing is, like look at it. It's better situated to play against other Splinter Twin decks than the Grixis ones are because you've like. Their their disruption is going to go for your combo, and your counter spells are going to handle their combo. Except you've got so many more Jaces and Tectonic Edges just to set them off their turn four kills. Like everything is just much better. Yeah. So Mike Mike openly admitted he said I don't think this is the best version of the deck. I obviously think things can change. Some of my numbers look sort of bad, and I understand that. If we need to change the deck later, that's totally cool. Was this on Five Flores or No, this was on his podcast this week. Okay. And I hate magic. I you know, like Which is a really good those guys are really smart. That's, that's a great Those podcast. guys are really smart and successful. And, you know, Mike just won this tournament. It's always nice to hear about somebody winning a tournament with a deck they designed and then hear them talk about it at length because they can really walk you through everything that they were going through, their process and building it and their mindset with plays right. and all kinds of stuff that, you know, just looking at a deck list, you're not going to get. So, like, a lot of the, the thought process of, like, why you chose to play one Pilgrim's Eye in your main deck or why you chose to... You know, board the consecrated sphinxes and play the Inferno Titans in the main stuff like stuff that's not immediately obvious. And you know, it's always really great when Mike Flores decides to play with good cards instead of mono white Eldrazi. Uh, it's true. That text awesome. <laughs> I mean, you would say that. <laughs> bite your tongue. Ooh. Uh, so, flowing uh, uh, let's, uh, let's, it plays with Squadron Hawks and Stoneforge Mystics. It's got to be good. It's got to right, be good. Totally. It's got to be good. Amiria the Skyruin. Let's go on break. Let's go on break. Let's take let's take a second to regroup. I wanna I wanna I wanna let these guys brace for impact on modern. We're, com- we're coming back and we're gonna we're gonna dive into this. Yeah, I'm gonna need a cigarette for that. Yeah, because I know I know you guys are not super amped about it, but I'm gonna get you amped up. I'm not I'm ready to listen. Not super amped. Alright, here we go. I just don't know what the cards do. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna find out. Welcome back from our wonderfully refreshing cigarette break. I've got some pizza He's and some, some pineapples. And pineapple. Pineapples on your pizza. Learn it, fools. <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about modern. Of course you do. And overextended, mm-hmm. as Gavin Verhee would like to refer to it as. Um, this is a very interesting format to All me. Right, you tried to sell me on this earlier. This is a very, very interesting format to me. And I think, I think that... It actually does have some buzz. I Okay. The issue right now is that Extended sucks. Nobody likes it. I happen to like Extended right now because I played all those standard decks. I like playing them in Extended where they get a little bit better. I like that format. I like Elves. I like Fairies. I like Jund. I like Stoneforge Mystic. I like these things. I like doing them again. But a lot of people are not playing Extended. I don't... There, like, there are no Extended FNMs... People don't like the extended PTQ season was 
I haven't been to six round PTQs in a long, long time. Right. And there were six round PTQs this last Everywhere. season. Everywhere. And that's not good. That like that's the bottom line for Wizards. Wizards is like we need that. we need to up our tournament attendance. We need more than a hundred people at these events. You know, I like I'm not exactly sure how their numbers work, but we need to have people show up at these events to make money. So it's in their best interest to let people play the cards they want to play. I've said it before. The fact that Hallowed Fountain and Watery Grave are not playable in any format is bad. That's just bad. You can play those in a Legacy. Sweet. You would rather just play a Tundra or an Underground Sea. Right. You play a Water... Oh, people don't have those. Right. Like, <laughs> if I like if I play a Hallowed Fountain, people are going to laugh at me. People laugh at you anyways, D-Sail. Yeah, but, like, the, the fact is... 1,300 people showed up for the for the Grand Prix in Providence. That shows that people are very, very interested in playing old decks. Even if old decks aren't good. A lot, like, Flores make, made the contention in his podcast this week that, like, 65% of the decks at that GP were just constructed unplayable. They're, just, <laughs> they're, they're all just bad. Like, people are just playing things that are obviously not competitive, but people want to play them because they're fun. They want to go have fun, and there's, like... 40 decks that you can choose from, five of them are real decks, but you can play the other 35, and some of them will make day two, and some of them will top eight, because, yeah. well, look at how many decks there are. Like, who knows? Anything can happen. It's and, like, that's the sign of a really healthy format, where it's very diverse, and everybody gets to play something different, and things that they like, where there's a strategy for everybody. I think the one of the problems with Extended right now, with it only being, like, four blocks, is that... It's not big enough. Like, it doesn't support all the strategies. So there's, like, one aggro deck, one combo deck, one control deck. And that's not much different than Standard right now. No, it's not. Like, Standard has pretty much the same thing going Which on. Which I think is what they were going for. A lot, a lot of people play Standard. Right. A lot of people play Standard, but, like, for some reason, Extended just never caught on. I don't know if it's because they didn't I mean, support it or because... That being said, they only played it for one, one season. I mean, they've only given it one season. I kind of liked Extended... When it was seven blocks big, or I seven years big, yeah, um, I thought that that was a good, good metric. And then they decided, like, let's funk with uh, it before bunch. before that. It was just a three year rotation, so it went between seven blocks and ten blocks. I think that the four block format is just not big enough. Four blocks just doesn't work. It's you can't do it. So uh, people have been you know, kicking around some other stuff. I think Wizards acknowledged at this point. There needs to be something we that changes. Can't, like, they haven't said, well, Extended failed. Sorry, we made this bad format. <laughs> I mean, like, they're, they're just going to instead move on to something new and say, hey, check this out. It's very, it's it's a lot cooler. So there, there are two alternatives here, and one of them is what's called the modern format. And the modern format is very easy to identify with because it's, Everything in a new card frame. If it's ever been printed in a new card frame, it's legal. Right. So, uh, well, with some exceptions. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's, uh, yeah, like, so, like, the, the wild mongrel they put in an event deck with a new card frame, not legal, because, <laughs> well, it was Duh. actually an invasion card. We never printed it post-Mirrodin. So, Mirrodin in 8th edition, and then everything after that. So, that's eight years of that. God, how long is that now? It's, like, 2005? It's, like... It's like I don't know. It's a long time. It's like seven or eight years of magic at this point. 
I count um, actual like my life in Magic Blocks. Yeah, I, I agree. Than, well, because like uh, when you ask somebody like, "Hey, how long have you been playing Magic?" They don't usually tell you like the number of years they've been playing Magic, right? They're like, oh, "I don't know, since like Dissension." Yeah, yeah, since like Dissension. Yeah. I I started playing Magic during Dissension, which right. is the third block of Ravnica. Right. Which you know is I've been playing for a, a long time now, but you know, like to me, it doesn't seem that long anymore. Right. Um. I really like this format. I think it's got a lot of potential to reinvigorate a lot of old cards. Plus, they're able to print everything. It doesn't have the problem Legacy has, which it, I would love to play Legacy. It looks like a very cool format. People request us to talk about it all the time because it's very diverse. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do. I don't know how to play Legacy if I can't get the dual lands. Like, I'm priced out of that format. And it sucks for me. I really wish I could play a format because it looks super fun. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, what is the ban list for Modern? So in Modern... <laughs> and, and I have to laugh because there's a land here that comes into play and taps for red mana. And that's it. And it's banned. <laughs> there's this other one here. It's a land. Comes into play. Taps for, Taps for blue, blue mana, mana, and it's also banned. banned. Hey, this one, it's a land, comes into play. Taps for black mana, banned. Banned. It's oh, a, a red one, oh, and a white, white one, and a black green one. Yeah. Oh, it's all the artifact lands. Artifact. And so, like, <laughs> all, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys some links in the show notes here. But like, if you guys haven't heard about what this is all about, Tom Lapille wrote a, a pretty in depth article about what they're trying to do here. Basically, the modern format is a, for right now, a one-time event format that they're putting in for the 2011 Community Cup that they are doing at Wizards of the Coast headquarters between Magic Online, Notables, and Wizards employees. Um, They set up a small band list because they said, well, we obviously know some of the stuff is a little too ridiculous, so... Uh, Skull Clamp, Divining Top, Jitte. These are things we don't want in our format. Uh, we like they've been proven to be problems, mm-hmm. so we're, we're just going to go ahead and stop those from being there. The five artifact lands. Um, there are a couple more contentious ones in Golgari Grave Troll and Dark Depths. Like people are, you know, on the fence about those. And then like, well, if you're going to ban these combos, why not ban those combos? Right. And, well, it's because Hypergenesis sucked. And- <laughs> right. But like, but like Thopter Foundry is still a real combo. Right. And, like, but that was a fair combo. Technically, but like these are all questions that need to be answered in the format. And so instead of just outright banning everything that used to be banned, they're gonna let us try it. And we're right. gonna see like maybe it is too nuts, maybe it isn't too nuts. This format is big enough and robust enough. This is this is thousands and thousands of cards. There are answers to all of these things. They right. were there in standard, they were there in extended, they're all still there. This is how formats work. Yes, somebody might show up to this tournament and run the tables with their infinite combo whatever deck. Right. But, like, next week, now that we've seen that deck, it's like, okay, well, that's not going to work anymore. Like, whoops. Or if it actually was too insane, then you ban it. Right. This is how a new format has to get started. But I, I really appreciate the fact that, like, we're finally getting to a point where we can play our Ravnica duels again. We right. can play these things. And, like... It gives me an old format that we can always talk about. And one of the strengths of Legacy is that there are 30 or 40 decks that people like playing, even if they're bad. 
even if it's a deck that isn't good. Yeah. We like playing this deck, right? Yeah. So, you know, people will just show up to play their deck because it's the kind of format where, well, I already own the deck, so, I mean, yeah, I'll go play. And that's how a lot of these people show up to a, a Grand Prix. 1,300 people weren't all playing Landstills and Caracases and, like, insane right. stuff. Like, the, I mean, there were a lot of Merfolk. Merfolk was, like, the best deck there, or the, the at least the... O- like popular. overrepresented, I'd say, yeah. but like that's because it's a little bit budgety and people can afford to play it. Also, it's you know it's it's actually got game. It, I, yeah. don't know, I don't I don't actually don't don't quote me here. <laughs> I feel like it's a tier one deck. Yeah, like it's it's a real deck. It'll top eight. It'll win events, and you know it's still a real thing. Goblins the same way, but like there are so many different archetypes you can play when you enter a new format that's big enough that that's very interesting and people like doing that. So. I'm very interested to see where a, a slightly – this is a less powerful format, but I think it has the same amount of interest level and draw. If, if nothing else, it has a bigger draw because somebody like me, I'd love to play Legacy. I can't. Right. I can't. I, I just, I can't. There's, there's, one, there's not enough events. Two, I'm priced out of that format. It's, it's Okay, so the biggest draw is that you're basically playing a very powerful format that, you know – Every element of each of the ind- individual standard sets and extended pieces, because this, ex- this was all standard and extended at some point, uh, have all been weighed and measured already. They know what general decks are going to be good, and like it's all s- stuff that people do love to play. Like I would be- go back and immediately play Dredge, even if I don't get to play Michael Gary Grave Trolls. Yeah. Because I I, may- maybe I'm just a sucker for Dredge, and I'm total sucker for dredge. That's what it is. I would I would love to go play fairies. I love fairies. I love elf combo, but I also love like classic reanimator. And I also love yeah. um God, what what are some of the decks the other decks I played? Uh Solar Flare. I played Solar Flare, and Solar Flare is not good. No. I'm gonna tell you right now, in this format, Solar Flare is outclassed hundred percent. But you know what? I had a ton of fun playing that deck, and if I showed up to some casual type event like if this was a, a a format that caught on in your local area that you could go and play at an FNM, I would play Solar Flare at one of those events every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Just because, like... It's, like, your favorite deck of it, all time. Yeah, like, it just... It shows up in, like... There are new cards I can play in it. I'll play... I'll play a preordain. Like, our, like Seagate Oracle is an upgrade over Cortisar. Like, I do these things. There, there are, like... Is it? Cortisar like, has Vigilance. Exactly, but, like, these are the questions we have to answer, right? Uh... It, it provides a lot of really good discussion and interest, and Casby's being mysteriously silent over here. He's weighing, <laughs> measuring the format himself. <laughs> like what? Like what do you think? Like like you just keep looking at this ban list. Like what? Like what do you think about the format in general? I mean, I don't have old cards. So <laughs> but right, that, but these are really relatively easy to to acquire. So that so that's one of the really spicy things about this format. I think is that. The at the height of Ravnica duels, they were like twenty bucks a piece. Yeah, and yeah, that kind of sucked. Like paying twenty bucks for a watery grave was terrible. What cards? All good cards are twenty dollars now. I mean, yeah, arguably, sort of. but <laughs> like, I mean, that was also in a time before mythic rares, so whatever. Like, <coughs> the the pricing isn't really such a big issue for me. Well, because one, I already own the cards, but two, this format has the answers already. Legacy, they cannot solve. If they could have solved Legacy by reprinting Tundras, they would have. 
They right. they would have printed tundras a, a long time ago if they could have. Right. But they, they can do whatever they want. No, no, they cannot. There is this thing called the restrictive list. And the, the reserve they've been, list? They've been yes. the reserve list that they've changed like three times in the past three years? The last time they changed it the it, the last time they changed it, it was on the fence between coming down altogether, but instead they decided to erect a brick wall and put barbed wire all over right. it because this shit is not coming down. We cannot do it. Whatever like integrity value we made a promise type, you know, mentality Wizards has, that's what they're sticking to. Right. They're not taking, they, they like made a definitive statement. We're not changing this. This is not going to happen. And like they even said this loophole we've been using with the judge foil program. Yeah. That's not happening either. Yeah. We're stopping that too. Everything is stopped. No more cards. God, right. I wish I could say I would give a shit about this game in five years. Cause I put money down on this <laughs> <laughs> and say like, uh, uh, I'm almost guaranteeing that they're going to change this policy, uh, before but, I stop but, giving a shit about but this Chris, game. the thing is like, there are a lot of smart people working for Wizards, and a lot of smart people have come up with a solution. I like this solution. It lo- about, it, this yeah. looks like something that will work. It looks like, and honestly, I feel like, yes, a lot of those people showed up to the Legacy event. I feel like a large section of those people that weren't playing the best deck, they knew they weren't playing the best deck. They had a good idea of like how well they were going to do. Instead, they're like, well... Maybe I'll go play this modern event. They will also go play this format because, one, they will have access to better decks that they know they want to play. Two, Wizards is able to reprint all of these cards. They've solved the one problem they have with Legacy, which is we have this really great format on our hands that we can't use. Now, with the ability to reprint all these things, if cards start to get out of control on pricing or availability, whatever... We can fix that. We can make event decks. Right. They've they've shown that they are willing to make event decks and not put them in idiotic gold frames or something stupid right. that's like not tournament legal or put some stupid expansion symbol on them. Like when you buy an event deck, it's got it looks just like it came out of a pack. You can't even tell if you break that thing up. Right. It looks just like you pulled that goblin guy out of a pack. Uh, and so riddle me this: Is this whole thing in? Response to Verhey's uh, uh, overextended format? I think that they were developed at the same time. Or I think that Wizards has known that what they were going to do this for a while, but they're still on the fence about it a little bit as far as like what exactly they want to do. Because I'll be honest, extended right now isn't a bad format. It's just that people aren't interested in it. And they need to fix that somehow. Four blocks isn't enough. And so instead, they have to expand it somehow and get their tournament attendance up again. Right. So they're exploring their options. The Community Cup brings in a lot of smart people. It brings in Wizards' side, which is a lot of smart people. They're choosing people that are from the community, and you know, ho- hopefully they come out with good decks. Um, so they'll have a very reasonable, good tournament here. Um We'll see where it goes. We'll see if, you know, there's a lot of interest in this. We'll see how many hits their website gets or whatever. But, right. like, uh, what Chris what Chris mentioned is that Gavin Verhey has independently ramped up his own overextended initiative, which is the other term for this format. Mm-hmm. And instead of using only things in the modern card frame like Wizards wanted to do, he said Invasion Forward 
is the is is my cutoff point. Leave in Storm. Leave leave Storm in. But more than that, I think he really just wanted to leave the fetch lands in, gotcha. so that he could have all ten fetch lands. I mean, that, that seems reasonable. Um, a lot of like a lot of people want that. I I think that his his band list is a little bit you know more more adversarial, right? Uh, towards certain combos or whatever. But I think that's because he's one guy instead of Wizards R&D department which is multiple guys who yeah. have had a chance to do it. Like he's he posted 10 deck lists and that's a lot of legwork. He obviously played them all against each other and got to some consensus on like is this a real format? Wow, this is a real format. This yeah. looks really fun. Yeah. Um but he's one guy and it's really really difficult to come out with something that looks, you know, 100% good right by yourself. You have to get other other views and opinions. I mean, on and it. this is just to get more people to look at it. It's to get the ball rolling. Basically, right. I'm angry with modern because I can't play the decks that I played back in the day. Okay, so Chris Casby, if if they were to print event decks, or if they were to just say, "Hey, Innistrad, all the Ravnica duels are back," or in in three years from now, in three blocks from now, return to Ravnica. We get the second Ravnica block, mm-hmm. and guess what? The Steam Vent. It's still there. There's still a steam vent. Sure. You can still go to that location on Ravnica. <laughs> we should print that card. Like, and they give us all those things. Would you then be in, be interested? Like, is it is it just a card availability Basically, issue, or is it a format issue that you don't like? In both of these formats, I can't cast a corpse dance targeting my ticking gnomes. That <laughs> sounds awful. Okay. Okay. Uh, I can't play a spindrift drake. Okay. And I can't slap. Do you want to make a, a curiosity lin- on them? Are we trying to make a Lin Civi? Is no, that I'm are you saying, interested like, in that? These are decks that I used to play back in the day, and all these kids who play Legacy get to play their decks that they got to play back in the day, right? And I don't. Okay, so boo. It I sounds like care. you have a giant chip on your shoulder. I do. Yeah, so you don't even give a sh- give a flying crap about this new format. I mean, either. I can barely keep up with standard, man. Jesus. I think that you just have to get more varied about about how you approach formats or about how you approach Magic. Like, I just I I can't afford standard, so now I have to go and get all these other cards that can only be played in this like see, that's kind of the made be- up format. No, like, but that's the beauty of this format is that by by establishing a starting point for this format and letting it go forward from there, you know what the staples of a format are. Right. I know that watery grave gonna be a good gonna card. Be a stable. Gonna be a good card for a good long time. I know, like just like how people invested in Force of Wills and, and Wastelands. Like, those are staples of a format that aren't going away. And this is kind of the same thing, except what if the Force of Will, instead of costing $100, cost $20? Right? There's a $20 Force of Will in this format? Get out of here. Like, <laughs> like, you're, like you're, you're just, like, creating a coloring book over there instead of trying to, like, <laughs> no. actually take this seriously. I, they have I it. It's in Kamigawa. I just, I, or something. I, like, we were talking about it before. I was like, I don't have much to offer to this because I don't really, I haven't. Like this, this whole little modern format encapsulates the time of magic that I took a break. Okay, so you're just saying you have no opinion. So while you so were on a break, Magic you? was building its brand and creating a lot of new players and still printing sets. Aren't yeah. you interested in what happened in between it all? Um, I wasn't because I was just playing standard. I'll say that that one of my brand, one of my newest found loves. Is that Moto has been bringing back all the classic draft formats? I do like that. So, like, I I started playing in Ravnica Block, mm-hmm. and 
So I've gotten to experience Tempest Draft and Urza's Block Draft, and I'm a real big fan of Master's Edition 4 Draft, which is a completely made-up set. Yeah. But, you know, it still uses a lot of crazy old cards, and, you know, like, it's it's got its own syncrasies and whatever. But I really enjoyed playing these old format, the, old, the throwback formats yeah. that, you know, you get to see, like, how far Magic has come and how cool the old cards used to be or like you look at something and you're like what like deep analysis this card's insane yeah like have you ever like if you played a deep analysis deep this analysis is a common really like i can just pick up deep analysis like fifth just be like really and i don't know like i've really enjoyed playing the old formats and i think that if you gave this format a shot or like once once it gets rolling because uh, our little podcast here regardless this format is going to happen. Whether it happens now or it happens in a couple years from now, Wizards is going to make a middle format yeah. that, well, that encompasses things that, that happened when idea. you weren't playing. Like, I, I can't play Legacy. I can, I'm much more apt to play this format than Legacy, that's for sure. Okay, that's a good thing. So, I mean, I mean, I don't dislike the format. I just, uh, you're just like, oh, you're being quiet. It's like, I don't know what to say. I don't, uh, I didn't really play with any of these cards ever like, okay at any time have i ever so just answer this question for me if they were to make event decks or they were to reprint the cards and you were able to have the cards is this a format you'd be interested in playing for a ptq season that's a whole lot of cards to get you only need one deck <laughs> like no that's the that's Have the pillar before detail no but chris that's the pillar that legacy has been built on is that you don't think 1300 people didn't show up and they all have two or three different decks they had options to play they all said well i got Some this of them do, well though. i got this blood moon so i'm just gonna play this blood moon deck whether it's good or not because sometimes that wins legacy games and uh, you know like it, it's awful. not i never want to approach a format like that I okay. never want to ever go into a format and be like, "Oh, I'll play this deck because I have the cards." But that's that's, that's what's the happened. Stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> that's what happens in Legacy. That's and what happens that's in Legacy awful. all that's the why time. Legacy is a horrible format. But you understand it's very, very popular. I understand that people have these stupid little pet decks that they want to play. Yep, that's fine. That sounds like every deck you ever build, though. Every single no, week, every deck. That I have. <laughs> <laughs> Those are that like I make these awful little brews as an exercise to keep my brain sharp in brewing. Like decks that I actually take to events that are my brews, I do well with for right? the most part. <laughs> Unless it's so, got vegetables in it. <laughs> so so for so for a lot of the legacy events, like especially at this Grand Prix, they said how many how many times did you play the same deck on the weekend? Some of the guys that made the top eight. They said, you know, I only played the same deck twice. Like they played fifteen rounds and played a different deck for like. You know, fourteen different decks in fifteen rounds. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's a very, that's an interesting, exciting format. And so, if nothing that says that whatever your little brew is, all you have to do is get very good at playing your brew and knowing exactly how your deck works, and you'll still lose to the same eight players every Grand Prix you go to. No, get out of here. Come that's, on, uh, you're killing it. You're sounding like D Sale here. Yeah, <laughs> what, are you, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sounding like a negative Nancy on a topic that deserves a negative Nancy. Okay. Like, like I said, I mean, I'll, I like, I'm more, I'm much more likely to play this format than Legacy. That is very, very true. But that being said, I probably won't. Like, it, I'm pretty far from playing Legacy. 
So we're all, being closer we're, to this format than Legacy doesn't mean a whole lot. We are all 100% away from playing Legacy at this point. I don't think any of us are, are in the camp of people able to play that format. So, like, them extending an olive branch that says, hey, you could play this format instead. Mm-hmm. That's something like Legacy. It's just um, the fact that you're diving that's into exciting a, more, to me. a more powerful format. Like, the first time I ever played Extended, I was just in love immediately because I'm just so used to playing, like, what I felt were kind of underpowered, kind of slow, almost fair kind of strategies. And then you get you jump into Extended and people are like, Heartbeat of Spring, kill you on turn three. And you're like, I enjoyed that. That right. was kind of cool. Where you're like, I mean, I that happened to me when I was like, I thought I had a really good deck going when I was like, Figure of Destiny, equip Umazawa's Jete, yeah. Lightning Helix, that. that and is I was a good like, deck. yeah, and I was like really, really excited. Right. And then Fairies was like, Rune Snag, you Spell Stutter Sprite, you Resolve Bitter Blossom, you're dead. Yeah. And I was like, how? How is that possible? My deck is so good. Right. And uh, like, that to me just speaks to being a very good format where I can play super powerful cards, you can play super powerful cards. They're obviously very different. And we both still have decks we enjoy playing, and we can play a very good game of Magic cards. I think that the reason Extended right now, the four-block Extended, has failed is that it's not big enough. And there's not enough diverse, different strategies that people like playing for them to do it. For for people to be interested and show up and play. Mm-hmm. Because the impression is, oh, well, it's just a bunch of standard decks. I think once you open it up to nine, ten years of Magic cards... Yes, sometimes you see just a standard deck. Like I, I was looking at my old Dragonstorm decks. I was like, "Oh, well, I could just play Dragonstorm. Yeah, that would be sweet. That would be awesome. <laughs> like I could just Dragonstorm." And then I was like, "Wait, Brain Freeze is legal in this format. Right. Maybe I just play Brain Freeze instead of Dragonstorm." I would just play Smallpox because I but, love it. Yeah, but like, there's all these cool things you can do. So you know, a very open format with a lot of cool things that people want to play. I, I, it's got all the factors for success. So I'm excited. Chris Burrows, you excited? I'm gonna put Smallpox in Dredge. All right, <laughs> that doesn't sound very good, but okay, I'll I'll take your word for it. Um, Chris Casby is still on the fence, but we're 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 gonna work on him. We're gonna convert him. I'm currently drawing a little oh, monster, setting fire to this ban list. <laughs> cool. Picture, picture, pictures on Facebook. Uh, do we have any we have any listener feedback we want to we want to touch on? Ooh, shout out to Sean Patchen for yeah. Redcast wins. Sean Patchen, the designer of our logo. Yes, yes sir. And now host, co-host? What is, what is, I haven't listened I to it. I told him host. I was going to listen to it this week. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I'm going to assume. He host. actually just Facebooked me this uh, this morning. It was this morning. Sometimes. And told me about it. It all so. blends together. Blindly so. supporting other people's podcasts. I, I like it. I mean, it's support Sean Patchen. Sean Patchen. <laughs> Guy's the man. <laughs> it's, it's going to be fantastic. I as lo- soon as I listen to it, I'm going to Well, I've it. read his article. Like his his blog, yeah, and, and it was really well really written. Inter- it's entertaining. So we we pimped that. I can for a only while. assume that his podcast will be just as, just as good. Sick. Yes. Um, Benny Smith, sorry that Cobbley shows up at F and M's. Um, sorry, that that's going to happen. You just got to get over it. Not sorry, because because he was saying, <laughs> are you are we worried that it dominates? And we're like, no, eh, not really. No, I mean, we're not worried because your average F and M players. We're doing be- we are doing the community deck list build. So exactly. we're not yeah. worried about it because obviously whatever deck we come out with is going to wreck our FNMs every we're week. We're literally so. hive minding. Yeah. Yep. So. Invite <laughs> us to the community cup next year. <laughs> that would be so These cool. guys was angry. <laughs> I mean, he saw the people going to community. I was like, oh, that could have been us. Well, I don't know. Like one guy just made a YouTube video. Like they, <laughs> liter- like they literally were like one YouTube video, and then 
Uh, that you know. girl is really cute. I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is either, but I want to. She's really <laughs> cute. Yeah, it's a little Asian girl. I don't ever oh, like wait, Asian wait, wait. girls either. Is, the, is it the? It's not the editor from Mall Drifting, is it? I don't no, know. Oh. no. It's some. Like, do you know what a booth babe is? Yes. She basically is a booth babe, but she plays all video games. Oh. Like they t- they basically like took oh, a group she from, of. Is she from? She's from like uh, the, the kitty cat, the kitty crack girls dolls. or something. Frag dolls. Is frag dolls. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If she's a frag doll, I understand. Like, she, are they all hot? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Basically, they just took a group of booth babes and then said, "Hey, here's Call of Duty. It's a little better. Than sit, that. He, sit in this room for eight hours and play Call of Duty, and then well, frag we'll doll and then girl, we'll say that we're good and you know, frag doll girl. Promote if you, you. Listen to this podcast. If you like chubby Asian dudes, <laughs> let me know because I'm a chubby Asian dude. Two hundred dollars an hour. I do not charge two hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> 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 Detail is lying to your face, pretty Asian girl. I charge only twenty five dollars an hour, but for you, it's excellent. I will service. go down to twenty. It is excellent service. I give a wicked foot massage. Oh gosh, yeah, dude. I think I think we got to cut it. I think what? we're done. What? <laughs> I, th- I think before this gets any more more lurid, uh, we don't have any beer of the week. I don't know. We were drinking Legend, yeah. which you know. Well, I enjoy on tap, but I don't have a tap of legend in my apartment, so we should do that. You know, or in the studio, I'm sorry. You should yeah. get a kegerator. Mm. No. My brother in law got a, a a beer brewer thing in your basement for Christmas. He said it made the nastiest, worst beer he's ever tasted in his whole life. I don't s- make your own beer at home, people. It's no, that's not, what not a, a good idea. Is. Okay, well I don't know what you're talking is about. Just a it's just, that you yeah. set a keg in. <laughs> it's yeah. If I Just owned that. this apartment, I might consider it. It's not. It's it's the size of a fridge. Yeah, it's the size of a little. It's the size of a mini, mini fridge. fridge. Yeah. Sorry, I, like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do that, I'm just gonna install my own bar. <laughs> like I'm just gonna get a bar, a couple stools, and you know, actually go all out. I mean, come on, let's get serious here. Womp, womp, womp. What, you don't want to have your own bar in your in your finished out basement? Oh, of course I do. Like who? Like that's every man's dream, right? Um. It's some mainstream. Some people say. I want I want Bass and Legend on tap in my bar in my finished out basement. That's like at that point I will know that I've made it. That's like my dream. That's like my whole dream for my whole life. Dude, that's like two hundred dollars in lows. You could you could you <laughs> I could can be die for, now. you could be ready to die if you drop two hundred dollars at lows. All right. So next week, we, we killed these. We may or may not have a podcast up because I may or may me, not have died Chris, and gone to heaven. Me and Chris Burroughs will have to find another negative Nancy. <laughs> yeah, that'll be tough. No one is as negative as this Nancy. That's uh, true. Possessed by the original negative Nancy. <laughs> Scrubland Podcast at Gmail. Uh, Scrubland yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Scrubland on Facebook as well. Scrubland podcast on Facebook. Yeah. Also, on Facebook. we only got two friends this week. I'm kind of sad. What are you people doing? I actually did some promotion. Guys, I did some promoting you guys are too. Supposed to be like spreading the love. How are I, you, you going to know you're our friends? Feet. I beat feet and I was handing out business cards and everything this week, and I only got two friends. What, like, at, like we only got two at friends. your job? No. Where? I have other things that I do. That include magic players? No. Oh, you were just handing our... Well, Oddly selling... enough, you were handing our business card out to non-Magic players and they weren't interested? And I That's wasn't... Weird. Yeah. I That's guess I shouldn't weird. be surprised that they weren't interested. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised know. Magic players are interested. Jeez. Jeez. Wow. And I'm the negative one. I'm not negative. 
That's going to do it for the Scrub My Podcast, Papa. guys. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Chris Casby is just... God, this this picture is looking pretty epic at this point. This guy hates this van list. I'm pretty impressed. He's like, whoosh. <laughs> whoosh. All right. I thought his eyes were titties at first. We're out of here. They are titties. They're titty eyes. <laughs> I want some Facebook yeah. friends, damn it. If you, if you want the titty list... Eyes. If you want the list, the progressive scrubland deckless brewing, whatever I don't, we need a name for this project. But if you want it, it's gonna be on Facebook. If you want to see titty eyes, titty eyes, also, also on Facebook, titty eyes. All right, guys, bye. <laughs>